Hi, welcome to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Amanda Teuscher. And I'm Sarah Whitus. Uh, Sarah, I haven't told you in a long time, but your hair looks good. Oh, thanks. Yours looks good, too. It actually does today. I I was thinking more about myself. (laughs) You were just searching for that compliment. No one told me today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you needed me there. Yeah. To reassure you. But your hair does really look good. So does yours. I like what you wrote here in the doc. uh, New year, new boob. Tube. Tube. Two thousand nineteen. Now uh, we got a our year we got that a new boob. Unfortunately, doesn't have a number that actually resembles a pair of boobs. But um, have we ever talked about the the fact that our first year twenty eighteen had boobs at the end of it? Well, we started this in twenty seventeen, Amanda. Yeah. Well, our first episode wasn't until twenty eighteen, <laughs> right? probably (laughs) oh gosh i actually really don't know no neither do i but Um, i think should no we really had that going for us last year should we stop is that now that there's not an eight in the no we should i guess yeah it's like or just wait until 2028 when we're you know (laughs) god forbid 30 (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) when we're 33 yeah um oh god that's so old (laughs) um yes so What's, what's going on well, uh, what what is going on? Today we're going to talk about the Golden Globes, which were last night, um, or Sunday night, if you're listening on Tuesday. Feels like a hundred years ago in any case. <laughs> it's also been like three weeks since we've talked, um, yeah. and the holiday break um, was during that time, so mm-hmm. we, uh, I am assuming, both watched uh, a goodly amount of television, so we'll talk about that a little. Um some fun did you so did you hear about the um you know hassan minaj that comedian i do know him his show was pulled from or one episode of his new series was pulled from netflix in saudi arabia which Hmm. is just a little like shady um netflix pulled it netflix right right, yeah sure yeah this is like um this is like yeah i i was gonna say this is like a kind of um google like a lot of a lot of tech companies and stuff like constantly folding to like other kind of semi-fascist regimes um, yeah like what they want you know in terms of i did not know about this i haven't seen hassan's show although i do think he's really funny i do think he's funny i watched his first special but i didn't finish it because it was not as funny as i wanted it to be i kind of was (laughs) just like i was like this is getting preachy i just wasn't you know right in the right mood but anyway yeah i thought that was a little gross other tidbits, just TV tidbits from this begin dawn dawn of the week. Um, I was reading a very funny and sad interview with uh, Alana Glazer and Abby. I Jacobson. read that too. Yeah, it was uh, from from the other day um, in the New York Times. Just like an interview with them on the end of um, Broad City. I think Dave Itzikoff wrote it, who has written a bunch of. And he's like written a bunch of articles about them but then i remember and i i was like oh my god it's coming the final season of broad city starts in like two weeks so i'm like yeah, yeah. very excited slash dreading it um i think it'll be good i think it'll be good to, i mean i to me there hasn't been a bad season of broad city i was reading about how the ratings have apparently like dropped precisely i heard that from season i heard to season. that yeah which kind of surprises me i don't i actually feel like last season was my f- favorite in a couple of years so you know what makes me i wonder if it's because comedy central makes it really hard 
to watch their shows streaming. They do. You have to, like, watch them on the Comedy Central website or something. And it, it's always slow. It, takes a it doesn't while for work. Them to come you have to... to have, like, a cable login, which I can never remember what the one I'm stealing from someone is. Sure. And I... Yeah, it's actually really difficult. And then they don't put them on Hulu. They have like a lag. The whole series is. Well, I think that they do, but I think it's I I think they do before the whole season is up. But it, I think it's like a um at least it's a one week episode to episode lag. It might be more than that. From I what feel I like remember. it's I I am willing to be corrected on this, but I felt like it was more because I remember I had to watch like the whole fourth season in one go. Yeah. I think, or yeah. something. It was just, like, very inconvenient. So I wonder how much that's a part of it, because no one is really watching. Right, I just feel anymore. like the, or well, at least the Broad City demo is a very much stealing someone else's cable login demo. So, yes. You know, so, like, <laughs> I'm not saying that this is, like, an across-the-board, you know, like, thing necessarily, but at least with the Broad City audience, you gotta make it as easy as possible on people, yeah. because... We're just not a cable-having bunch. Um, yeah. yeah. I had one other little tidbit, but I'm actually going to save it for our, our Golden Globes yeah, I think section we should, yeah, and get yeah. into our Stay TV tuned. Watching. It's a fun tidbit from Sarah. Um, <laughs> God, who doesn't love my tidbits? Yeah. Um, so, Amanda, what did you... What have you... In, in 2019, so far, what do you... Heard watching? of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, boy, it has been a long time since we've talked. Um, what have I watched? So, I... Talked a little bit about that show Grand Designs that yes. um, on our last episode, and um, I've watched much more of it, and um, it is just it's still very very soothing and fun. And I also in my head have like a ranking of all the different people that build the houses, like the the couples <laughs> that are building the house. Wow, like, you're into it. You're deep. Yeah, I'm kind of like, oh, these people suck. Or like, oh, these people are delightful. Or like, wow, these people are really, really weird and are kind of creepy. Like, they've only been to... Like, anyway, so it's... That's kind of fun. Um, but beyond that, I don't really have anything new to say. I also watched this uh, French Netflix series called The Hookup Plan. The hmm. Le Plan Coeur. And I have not heard of this. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's like just an eight-part series. And it's basically just an extended rom-com. And it's not clear if they're going to make a second season, but it seems like it's been getting good reception and people seem to like it. I guess something what I um, read was that there was a previous Netflix French series, like Netflix has been having trouble breaking into the French market. And they had a series, I don't know, maybe a year ago called Marseille, and like mm -hmm. it did terribly and everyone hated it and it was really bad so they're trying something new with this and the premise is that this there's this main character Elsa and she is kind of a mess um and is still not over her ex of two years ago who's now getting married and she and her her two best friends are you know one's pregnant and then the other one is kind of like a crazy person and the crazy one um decides to hire a, uh, a like a male prostitute for her. Okay. Um, and the other friend is like super pissed. Like how, like, why would you do that? This is a terrible idea because Elsa and Elsa doesn't know that this guy is a sex worker. So, um, anyway, then he of course actually falls in love with her. It's like a very classic sort of rom-com, uh, premise yeah premise you know it's like not that inventive but it's kind of like the characters are fun um 
the guy who plays um, Jules, the the Le Pout, he um, is like, I can't decide if he is handsome or not. He's like, sometimes you're like, wow, you're really a beautiful man. And then sometimes you're like, but you also look like you could be an old lady. Like there's something about, um, oh shoot, I should like have you look at his picture right now. What is his name? Um yeah, Let's I want to have see. a reaction here. Because I want you to tell me what you think about how he he looks. Um, let's see. His name is Mark Rushman. So M-A-R-C. And if you're listening at home, you should also follow along. Ooh. R-U-C-H-M-A-N-N. Ah, yes. Google filled it in for me. Okay, okay, okay. So he's I'm got like... These, yeah. Don't, don't. He looks like... um. Oh, God, what's his name? Hot guy from... Uh, new new star wars um oh and uh wait oscar isaac no 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 no. okay I mean, so it's like an I oscar don't... isaac thing going on but um i mean um and from itumama tambien um oh um oh my god what is wrong with us right uh, diego right? luna yes diego yes. luna yeah, he's got a yeah, he kind of. Thing I could see that, but his eyes are like really deep set, and he has these like mm-hmm. insane dimples. Anyway, there's something about him that I'm just like he, he, he looks very French to me. He's very French, and yeah. he has like this sort of like <laughs> I think. So what the weird thing is that he kind of reminds me of Olympia Dukakis, <laughs> and I can't like. Okay. He doesn't look like her, That's but like he has the same sort of like pronounced cheekbones, and okay. I don't know. All right. Anyway. All right. Okay, like so moving that. on from just analyzing how this poor man looks, um, the I mean, show itself is, it's good. The main character, like, she's kind of just, like, this adorable, like, uh, mess, mm-hmm. um, but it, that doesn't necessarily impart that much personality to her character. <laughs> right. So sometimes People you're, like, kind of like, well, what is her, yeah. they do give her good jokes, and, like, her character's clearly, like, funny, but um, you're not left thinking, like, like knowing what how to define her like she's just sad about her her ex anyway it's really it is a good it's just a good solid rom-com though i i do recommend it for people who enjoy rom-coms especially extended ones i like this latest entry in like amanda discovers the like weird foreign like you know (laughs) shows on netflix like this is i'm like they're recommended to me it's weird like it's like the top thing i never get anything foreign recommended to me well you're just not as cosmopolitan it's true i'm not cultured but (laughs) i mean that only goes so far to explain away the algorithm yeah um i like the sound of this i like maybe isn't quite my thing but i i don't think it's quite your thing but i do love rom-coms i don't know yeah french and that guy's maybe you would like it i don't know yeah I didn't think like, oh, Sarah has to watch this when I, right. when I watched it. Um, but what did you watch? Well, I didn't watch, actually, I didn't watch a whole lot. I was more of a movie person over the break. And I was, well, that's weird. I know, I know it's verboten on our podcast. Like what are movies? movies? Exist. Uh, I like, I watched a, several, I, you know, okay. Just a couple I really liked support the girls and um, first reformed ethan hawk movie from this year that has gotten um that he might get an oscar nomination for um i really liked those ones i saw a couple movies in theaters um but i did (coughs) do a couple of things i watched 
Bandersnatch. Oh, also, of course, I watched Bird Box. So, like, so Bandersnatch and Bird Box. I haven't seen either of these. They yeah. both sound like euphemisms for uh, female. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. Female anatomy. It's true. And I'm not the one that made up that joke. Everyone was thinking <laughs> it. So, claim um, no credit. Well, I basically just did one day where I watched Bird Box uh, eleven times in a row. So that took up some time. Um, wait, wait, really? No. <laughs> oh, I was like, that's. Even odder than watching a bunch of movies. I um, love me some Sandy Bullock, but not that much. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, you know, uh, as you know, I am a massive Black Mirror fan. Um, I do I know. Black Mirror. I know. And I like just, you know, I was very excited to hear about Bandersnatch. Um, the, so the deal with Bandersnatch is that it's like a interactive TV show. It's like a choose your own adventure thing. Um and it just seems exhausting to me. Yeah. So, I mean, what, so you have to, you can't watch it on a TV or, or you can on a smart TV, but like who owns one of those? I, um, you, you have to watch it on like some kind of device that you can like. What is a smart TV? Like, I think a smart TV you can like talk to and stuff and tell it to oh, do stuff. Oh, so like not even if you had like apple tv i actually well hit... so actually now i'm wondering well yeah actually now i don't know because because it seems like you really should be a able reason to. that i couldn't yeah so when you turn it on it tells you like you need to watch this on like a some kind of device or a smart tv and so we like just didn't even try it on the television but we do have apple tv so i don't know why that wouldn't work anyway i well, we watched it on our ps4 and um uh the ps4 kind of like tells you like it has a little information thing running at the top and so Uh it seemed to indicate that there's like six hours basically it's like six hours long um so that there's like a lot of material there but like usually when you go through a plot um it's about an hour like a little bit more i didn't really have an ending that was like more than like an hour-ish. Um, so I went through a couple of different iterations of it, and, and basically it'll just, like, kind of... Um, the screen will sort of rise up a couple of inches, and there'll be, like, your two choices on the bottom, and then you just, like, pick whichever one. Um, I don't know. It was a thing. Like, it wasn't a good... In terms of, like, Black Mirror episodes, it didn't really rate very high for me like it i think it's just because you're actually in a black mirror episode when you're doing it right that's kind like, of like i was uh... curious about it but then i was like i'm not gonna be part of whatever experiment they're running on us <laughs> i did read or i tried to read some article <laughs> that like i wasn't smart enough to understand but it was basically about how like netflix basically like netflix is like using bandersnatch as like a data mine which i'm like your whole website is a data mine like i don't yeah but like how your choices were giving it a lot of additional i mean that seems obvious i guess but the choices like i don't really get what my choices would be like revealing about me that you wouldn't already get from my well your fingerprints and your social security (laughs) number for one thing which is there is a path where you have to give netflix (laughs) your social security number um yeah it's fun to play around with i mean i there there are some interesting endings that i haven't gotten to apparently there's one where like you are netflix like you become like they become this is terrifying netflix like they're like and it's like 1984 so they don't know what netflix is but like yeah it's kind of odd um there's some good acting honestly i don't know that's about it honestly the most interesting thing about it was that there's a woman who plays a therapist and um 
she was in British cult hit to me anyway, um, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Who was she? Who was she in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place? She's the lady. <laughs> the she's, one woman? Yeah, she's the one woman. Like the nurse or something? What does yes. Her feel? Yeah. Yes. Um, and Doesn't she die in an episode of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place? Or is that a what? different woman? Uh, well, everyone kind of like almost dies slash is like blown up. I think. Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of the woman that's, like, half animal that dies on the roof of yes. the hospital. Yes. You know that episode? I do. Well, I, if, well, I rewatched Listeners, if you do not watch Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, I, we recommend it. You should. I highly recommend it. Um, It's, uh, if you Google it, it, there are only six episodes and they're all on YouTube. Um, and They're all on YouTube. That's where I've watched it. Yeah, yeah. that's where I've watched it. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen it any other place, but it's a hilarious British TV show from the early 2000s. Um, And then there's a and it features over. it features favorites of um, Richard just, like, Aya- specific, Richard yeah. yeah, Richard Ayoade, who has that great line about candle in the wind. But then again, she was like a candle in the wind, unreliable. Yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's it's really and good. Matt Berry. Yep, and I right? there's That's also a lot name. of crossover. There's some crossover with yeah. the Mighty Boosh. It's like the same kind of comedy. <laughs> team there are some element like actors in both and so then of course speaking of mighty boosh at at work in our slack channel like we have a random channel and one of my colleagues posted like oh i didn't realize this because everyone at at my office really likes great british baking show which Mm -hmm. weird um (laughs) and she was like i just realized that noel fielding the host of the new seasons of great british baking show is Richmond from the IT crowd and I was kind of like well yeah but also so That's I commented on like the point. <laughs> also he's in he's from the mighty boosh and like I, I commented that I'm like I don't know these people all that well like and I just introduced her to old Greg so like I hope she's cool with it. Well so here's the thing is that what I found out through my like Facebook pop culture groups is that there are a lot of people who recognize Noel Fielding as old Greg, but don't know that that is from a TV show. So they must have just watched the clip on, on Facebook on, or you, something. On YouTube. Because yeah. when you look at old Greg on YouTube, it has like 7 million views. So I think it's like it went. That's it was like so kind of interesting. an early-ish viral hit of YouTube. And, but there's like plenty. I mean, obviously we're just basically talking about non- British people here, like Americans, largely, yeah, like yeah, don't yeah. know about the Brit- about the money boosh. Um, and so anyway, I thought that was really funny where people were like, "He's old Greg." I'm like, "Yeah, but he's also Vince, like, or he's yeah. not Vince. He's um not Vince. I forget his character's name on on." Uh, I haven't watched it in so long. But anyway, then I watched like six episodes of Mighty Boosh, which is honestly a much more rewarding uh, experience than the Bandersnatch. So I'm glad yeah, that it took that. me down this path to Gareth Marenghi's Dark Place, to Mighty Boosh. Um, but that's the best thing I can say about it, I think. I don't know. It's, like, very weird. It's kind of, like, again, if you're looking to kill, like, an hour or two, I think it's kind of fun to go through some possibilities. But, like, as, like, a work of television, I'm like, you know, this is not particularly interesting. The other annoying thing is that it actually forces you into a lot of choices. Um, so they don't even really feel like choices. Like, sometimes you literally like the choice screen will pop up and then there will only be one option. I'm like, yeah, why well, is this practice even... for the robot uprising? We're not going to have many choices then. <laughs> That's true. So, but I'm like, why did they even do this? And then it'll like, sometimes it'll straight up tell you that you made the wrong choice. And then it'll just kind of like, 
just send you back. The more I hear about this, the more it just seems exhausting and pointless. Yeah, it's kind of more than I want to give a a not very good TV show. More of my yeah like brain capacity well thanks for Um, watching it for me (laughs) you're welcome um the other thing that i watched the other night uh what is a very english scandal which i think you would very much enjoy it looks pretty good actually the commercials i've seen yeah Yeah. um i thought it was great i i uh it, it was nominated for a few golden globes um it's all it's pretty short right yeah it's only three three hour long episodes or so yeah yeah um so yeah you can watch the whole thing in an evening as i did um and it's really great it's a completely true story totally bananas about a a british mp named jeremy thorpe who in the early 60s is um very very on the down low uh with his homosexuality but you know is is and isn't he's like kind of flaunts it but like he he's a lot of confidence in his ability to like not be found out but at the same hmm. time he's do, making a lot of like you know it would be it's obviously it's not only actually still illegal in in england in 1961 uh to be homosexual which is wild yes well i mean and what was not decriminalized it? until 1967 because when was um uh when when was so, Texas v. Oh, the uh, the the, 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 case US in the U.S. Supreme, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Which was, I think, also in the '60s, maybe. So sodomy was illegal, but this is like if they. So, but found yeah, that's out, what I'm wondering. Like, what Lawrence v. Texas? Um, right, Lawrence v. Texas. Yeah, and I mean, but I think like you, I think that like if you are found out. I'm not exactly sure how this law was applied in the in in Britain where it was kind of like if it was like in the US where it was just like sodomy or if it was like if they know you are gay. I mean the whole thing with Alan Turing, right? Was like they found out he was gay and right. and uh and um but but you know, so this is like a time when it's obviously not only career suicide but um and you know, so he has this relationship with uh, with this young man named Norman, and uh, he, you know, is later kind of blackmailed by him, Jeremy Thorpe. And so Jeremy's yeah. played by Hugh Grant, and uh, uh, Norman is played by Ben Wishaw, who is so good, and he won the Golden Globe last night. Um, yeah, and he gave a really nice speech. I he thought. had a great speech. I thought he had one of best, the best speeches of the night. He was really, really fantastic. I mean, Hugh Grant, honestly, is great. He's like kind of playing this very kind of slightly sociopathic. He eventually, I mean, the whole point of the sh- the the deal is that he basically eventually cracks this plan to have Norman murdered. Um, and and then it's kind of like how that whole thing plays out is is about half the show um mm-hmm. and i thought it was great it's really funny but it's also pretty affecting i mean um you know norman is uh just it's like against this backdrop of like you know right homosexuality is illegal but but even after it's decriminalized i mean their story goes on for like 15 years um and even after it's decriminalized oh so it's a it- yeah, it kind of scope. takes place. Yeah, it's like kind of from like the early '60s to the late '70s, and um, you know Norman is just this out gay man, which is just so baffling to 
Jeremy and his ilk, even among them who are sleeping with men, they're just like, but you can't talk about it, you know? And Norman is just like living this life where he's, you know, just a, a gay man. And this is so baffling to them. If they're paying me, it's because I can say the truth. I don't care about the money, but I do care how men like me are shoved into corners and masturbated in the dark and then thrown out the door like we're dirt. Like we're nothing, like we don't exist, and all the history books get written with men like me missing. So yes, I will talk, I will be heard, and I will be seen, Your Honour. You can pay me or not pay me, I don't care, but the one thing you will not do is shut me up. I found, I thought the whole show was great. Um, I highly recommend it. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, so I, and I think you would quite like it, honestly. Um, okay, cool. So that was pretty much what I watched. That was my prestige viewing of the of the break. Um, I think you did well. I think I did pretty well. Um, so we were going to talk a little bit about the Golden Globes. Uh, Boo! Yeah. They're really bad, boring. Bad. What did we you were think? S- well, so we were so excited about the host. We were so excited. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about the hosting? Okay. So I thought they were funny. And I they had... Um, some really good jokes. I thought, like, but the, it, the weird thing about it is, like, and I think what would have made it better um, if Sandra Oh and Andy Samberg had begun their opening, uh, I was going to say monologue, but there's two of them, their mm-hmm. opening bit, cool their intro, yeah. um, by kind of talking, a lo- like, sort of establishing a relationship, mm-hmm. like saying, like, oh, when we came together to prepare to host the globes like just to establish that it's not just these two random people that they plunked on a stage and are reading from a teleprompter because that Mm -hmm. was kind of the feeling I had I don't know if you did but like while watching it was just kind of like it didn't it it there wasn't a cohesiveness like they had a they had like good I imagine chemistry but there was nothing to have chemistry about other than the fact that they were standing on the same stage yeah you know like when like right, Tina when Fey exactly and that's what I was gonna Amy say po- yeah when they hosted together you're like okay we we know that these people have a relationship they have this rapport but like you had to have that context and here you just didn't and so right. it was just them being charming on their own yeah. yeah yeah but didn't really like mesh together and I feel like they could have solved that with just like 30 seconds at the beginning of jokes just about themselves not mm-hmm. about the Golden Globes not about any of the other celebrities yeah I think that's a good point like I thought they were good but they didn't make the show very interesting and like that's not I also read somewhere or heard somewhere that they had five days to obviously they had writers I think who were probably working on it somewhat longer but that the two of them basically had like five days to work out their like act which um is not very long and of course at this point whoever the hell is going to host the Oscars is going to have less than that (laughs) um so that does not inspire confidence but um I that you know that could have something to do with it but they were super game like I think I would you know, I would love to see them give it another shot. I think Richard Lawson at Vanity Fair made a point that I really agreed with, which is that the whole thing needed a little more barb to it. Like, it was yeah. all very good-natured and, like, maybe too much so. And he made the really great point that when Christian Bale won for Vice, um, you know, him, him, him thanking Satan for the inspiration, <laughs> like, was Cheney. like a really kind of, right, so good for playing Dick Cheney, it was kind of like a great, like, 
you know, you just like got this like little bit of like, all right, yeah, like I want to like get a little more, I want to get a little more negative. I don't know. Like it needs right. a little bit more bite to well, it. Well, what I was hoping, you know, at the beginning, um, Sandra O oh and Andy Sandberg were just pretending that they were roasting all these different celebrities and then would just say nice things about them, exactly. but in a mean tone. And that was funny, but was I was a hundred percent convinced that they would get to like the last celebrity, they would pick someone and actually roast them. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It just, uh... and then they didn't. And so you're kind of like, Oh, okay. So the whole joke was just saying nice things. Nice things about people. Okay. Yeah. And then the flu shot bit was dumb. Uh, that kind of fell flat. What? I loved that. Did you? <laughs> I, d- I thought that was the funniest thing. And I didn't, I was so annoyed that no one in the audience seemed to find it funny. And that no, like, they did not. <laughs> I don't know that, that was perfect where they're like, and then there's, they come out with the song shot, 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 right. shot. That's so funny. Oh, I'm so disappointed. I'm like the only person that I think found that funny. You may be. Readers, please call in and tell Amanda if she's not alone. But aunt, um, Or aunt readers. Readers, and please call. <laughs> readers, please call our podcast. Um, <laughs> no, I like, it's just me sense. and like two of the writers that were able to get that through. <laughs> like the three people in America were like, that's well, funny. Right. <laughs> All right. They got, they got a couple, they got a couple of laughs. I'm happy for them. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, overall, you know, again, like I don't really know that you can go wrong with the two of them, but um, it wasn't, you know, quite as yeah. sharp as I wanted it to be. But um, but Sandra O won, and Sandra that was really touching. She had two great moments. I mean, she had that other moment. I think was in the beginning, right? May have been in the when she was moment. counting. Yeah, when she was calling out to the other the women of color. Yeah, yeah, and like I see you, and I see you. like that was really genuinely affecting. Wow, Andy, can I just say that you just read all of my lines off the teleprompter? What? <laughs> No, those are mine. Here, let me keep going. When I was growing up in Canada, the daughter of Korean immigrants, okay, you know what, you were right. That was totally your stuff. Oh my God, I just totally whitewashed your speech. This is how it happens. That's not how it happens. What an amazing learning experience for me. Okay, we stop talking. You got it. But uh, if I could take a moment here in all honesty, I said yes to the fear of being on this stage tonight because because I wanted to be here to look out into this audience and witness this moment of change. And I'm not fooling myself. I'm not fooling myself. Next year could be different, it probably will be, but right now, this moment is real. Trust me, it is real. Because I see you. And I see you all these faces of change. And now, so will everyone else. And her speech where she won was beautiful. Um, She's kind of like the perfect person to do that perfect host because she is such a good actress that is capable of just such like dynamic, like, like moving acting. Yeah. But she also is super charming and funny and yep. has great delivery. So she she can do both and it's kind of a bummer that so much of that. Also 
they disappeared for like the whole second half of the broadcast. <laughs> I, know. You had I was a like, where are they? That. Where did they go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that, um, you know, again, like maybe there was only, they, they didn't, yeah, they didn't really guide it so much. I kind of thought maybe they would each get a couple of their own moments, but like that didn't really happen either i think that Sandra, there wasn't much Sandra of a hosting. definitely kind of yeah. stole the show i think from andy for sure um I, maybe maybe it wouldn't yeah. have felt quite that way if she hadn't also won the award but well i, mean, I think also, like all the power to her <laughs> yeah i also feel like andy samberg is smart enough as a white male comedian to know not to because mm-hmm. anything yeah. he would have done not that would overtake him. her would have made him look real bad agreed yeah agreed yeah he's he's smarter than that he's a good yeah guy. um the actual as for the actual awards um you know i think the thing that we maybe are mutually most excited about other than sandro's win for killing eve um is the americans getting best drama which finally finally and and uh todd vanderwer from vox also pointed had a great tweet pointing out that um very weird this is the americans first nomination for best drama in its sixth and final season of the show. I can't believe wins. that. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's just, that is like, where were you people? Wackadoodle. You, you give like, it what a the nomination heck? and a win in the final season. Like, where were you people for the last six years? I don't. It's like, and also there was, it's not like this was a hidden gem. Right. It, from the very first season, everyone was constantly saying, this is the best show. Right. Like, I mean, like, you're not going season. out on a limb nominating it. Yeah, that was, silly but i'm glad that i'm just glad they won um even if we didn't get to see matthew reese and his beautiful beautiful face up on we did i did turn on the red carpet coverage Mm -hmm. like 20 minutes before the uh the broadcast started Mm -hmm. and it like as soon as i turned on it's carrie russell and matthew reese and i was just like so excited it was perfect timing and they even it was i mean it was ryan seacrest interviewing him somewhere but like he even asked him about the wine show and i was so excited (laughs) ryan Um, seacrest would watch the wine show though he's like i'm learning so much i'm like that's (laughs) not hard for you ryan you're always learning about the world (laughs) god i i do i I, like any opportunity to see those two on television though yeah not I don't mean Ryan Seacrest. And yeah. Reese, yeah. But. Ryan Seacrest. Um, <laughs> um, Ryan and Seacrest. But yes, I was disappointed that Matthew Reese did not win Best Actor for Drama. Yeah, and Carrie um, Russell was nominated too. But yeah, she uh, was but I think too. she lost to Patricia Clarkson, um, which I'm generally. Maybe they were in separate categories because no, was I think a Patricia Clarkson was supporting. Oh, uh, no, she was. Think, I think she was in a miniseries category. I know yeah, yeah, I that's right. Remember, but. Um, so I don't know. I don't remember who uh, Carrie Russell lost to for drama, but the, the Golden Globes also has very weird categories. So um, I, I do. Then uh, I already mentioned Ben Wishaw, Rachel Brosnahan. I was kind of annoyed by saw this. that coming from forty five miles It's just miles like away. <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of annoying. Like they, I mean. Nothing against Rachel Brosnahan. She is really good in it. It's just kind of like her her acceptance speech was a little annoying. She's like, just can't believe. She's like, we didn't know anyone was watching or like paying attention to us. We're like, no one's even heard of us. I'm like, oh my god, yes we have. You won yeah. a million Golden Globes last year. There's advertisements <laughs> everywhere. Right. That did not make sense. It was something about helping 
um, like helping viewers find us. And it's like from the second this show debuted, it has it's been Amazon everywhere. It's in everyone's <laughs> home. Yeah. <laughs> like also not only that, but the ad blitz for this show is like has and was in the first season as well. Like totally bananas. So yeah. I, oh my was, gosh. That was silly. I mean, I'm glad like if there's a show that's going to just like be relentlessly you know, like, again, and I mean, also, she didn't have, um, there was no Julia Louis-Dreyfus this year, again, to compete with, so I think that's going to make a major difference um, come next year, once we have the, the final season of Veep under our yeah. belts. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, again, I'm, like, glad if she's, like, I'm glad that, like, it's a, if the show's going to steamroll, like, I'm glad, you know, better this than, like, Modern Family, you know, and I can just, like, sit and grumble over and over again, but... Yeah. Um... You know, there's other, there are oh, other things. Oh, and Carrie Russell lost to Sandra O. Oh. oh, okay, sure. This is what I mean. Like, this, you know, I mean, like, okay, well, then, and that was in the drama category. Okay, so that makes sense. Um, there was some other category that might have been a movie thing that made no sense to me, but... Um, there were oh. a lot of things that made no sense. <laughs> a lot of things that made no sense. Wait, before, I, I did want to mention, I'm glad that there is officially now a Television Lifetime Achievement Award, the Carol Burnett Oh, that was Award. wonderful. Was she looked wonderful. so moved. I loved that. She also looks freaking she looks amazing. So good. The woman she looks is so 85 good. years old. Like, oh, and she did the little ear tug at the end. Oh, that was uh, great. I know. And I, I really liked Steve Carell's bit that introduced it as well, where it was like he did, other uh, actors yeah. that might win the, the the inaugural. That was funny. Carol Burnett Award. And he was like, I got to say, I hope Carol Burnett wins it. <laughs> that was really funny. That was good. Um, he I was for, a good person to introduce it. Definitely. Yeah. I and, and like, he does not, again, like, you're not going to overshadow. Um, but I forgot to mention my tidbit. Um Oh, yeah, please. I know everyone was on the edge of their seats. Wait, I was going to mention um, Jamila Jamil uh, on the E! Red Carpet pre-show <laughs> being, um, being like her lower third introducing her was that said she was Camila Al-Jamil, <laughs> which is, of course, not her even sister's name her character, in the Tahani. Place. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tahani's so sister who... She hates and is always overshadowing her. I mean, it was so good that it had to have been. It had to have been. There's no. So, and I was saying like the, uh, a commenter. It was purposeful on, in some way. Yeah. I mean, a commenter um, that I saw said that she thought maybe because Comcast owns both E and NBC, it was like some kind of plug for the show, which like, I do think it's like a, I mean, I guess it seems as good at his explanation as any. I mean, that is like someone's. Like someone's going like deep state marketing on on that move, but like I just thought that was the funniest. And I mean, even if almost no one gets it, it's like a little rude to Jamila Jamil, but like she took it. I mean, she wasn't upset. Well, she might have been part know. of it. She may have been, and she was she was tweeting about it, and actually, like she retweeted some people's tweets where she was like, when she, I mean, you know at least pretending to find out if she didn't really know about it. But she was like, you know, Tahani would die. Like, this is hilarious. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it was some... And then, of course, like, even if you only have, like, the Good Place fans tweeting about it, it's, like, still, like, putting the Good Place out there in the universe. Yeah, if you get... More. Yeah. So, um, no, and I and it really cost funny. them nothing. Yeah, totally. I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> 
Um, um, something we haven't mentioned about the Golden Globes that we have to complain about is all the awards that the Kaminsky Method won, which was our not watching Kaminsky last month. Method. And if <laughs> I wasn't like, going to watch it before, I'm sure as hell not watching oh it now. Oh my god. Also, <laughs> Alan Arkin looked Miz the whole time. He, I tweeted, like, he looked like someone had him there at gunpoint. <laughs> it did, though. He was. I was like, they would show the table and he was just sitting there glowering. I was like, oh my god. I, I, I almost didn't even recognize recognize him the first time they panned to him because i was like who is that grumpy old man (laughs) i mean seriously like try and like give us a crank of a smile i know when you're sitting next to michael douglas and michael douglas looks like like a ray of like youthful sunshine next to you like maybe you should smile (laughs) yeah i mean i will say the only thing that i um you know, didn't totally hate, I don't know, like, I, so Chuck Lorre, you know, is the creator of the Kaminsky Method, he's like a prolific television producer, you know, most of his shows, like, not good, Two and a Half Men, The Big Bang Theory, I mean, the dude has probably, literally has more money than God, um, so, oh, he also created Dharma and Greg, didn't know that, um, and, you know, I mean, but his shows are not, um, you know, these are not really like a best comedy award winners. No, I'm, but in his speech, where he was his just speech like, was a no fa- one. I, I kind of liked his speech. I did. I, I was kind of it was against boring. my better. And he was judgment. just like, he's like, no one would have. Exp- what did he say? He said like, no one expected us to. Or the, no one saw this coming. I'm like, you make so much money, and <laughs> it's so easy for like, yeah, he makes a bunch of stupid shows, but like. Nothing just gives you, like, uh, um, tasteful, like, bona fides, other than, like, just writing about, like, old men and how complicated they are, like, having a serious theme. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's so annoying about the Kaminsky method, is just, like, I, as someone who has not watched a single minute of it, I have a strong opinion about it, but it's, it's just, like, another show about dudes and that it's, like, cool, weird to be a dude and an actor. And so it's, like, it's, like, that's such an easy layup. Was when and what's interesting is that his first two shows that he produced were Grace Under Fire and Sybil, which um, you know are, are yeah shows about strong women, and then he like veers into you know like just like solid dude territory. So I, I don't know, but like you know, I thought his speech was well, he seemed genuinely women, touched, and I was like kind of affected by it, and I was like, no. No, this is what they want you to. <laughs> like, yeah. But I'm definitely. I just. I don't know. Like that. It winning best comedy was just wild. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's like of all the things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we both. This is about movies, but we should just briefly mention that this the Green Book speech for Yikes. best pick was awful. <laughs> Yikes. That was so bad. Yeah, that whole... I mean, also, I mean... That guy can eat my shorts. Yeah, that was... uh, So Peter Farrelly, I think, was making... Peter Farrelly, yeah. Of the the Farrelly brothers uh, fame. Um, Like, I think that that was him giving most of that speech, which was just, like, rambly and self serving in the and like dictatorial when he like yelled at the orchestra to he was like no no be (laughs) quiet i'm like and like an hour before regina king had just like politely persisted in like 
speaking about it and the orchestra very wisely was like oh she's talking about like civil rights like let's shut up for a second and actually let her finish this one and this guy just was like no you'll let me finish also like you bring up a good point with regina king though regina king's speech she promised that all of the future um projects that she produces will be at least 50 percent um higher you know the the hired crew and at least the crew would would be uh women and i don't know if she meant crew and cast or what but anyway like then peter Farrelly gets up there and uses his moment like to be you know his and thing it's all is, just like, white dudes on the stage oh yeah well and then also his his whole thing being like we can solve racism by like talking it out and it's like oh well no no we can't you need like meaningful actions so he could have gotten up there and been like um, I'm a very powerful producer and all of my future projects will yeah, have at I least like do. a 50% minority crew and cast, maybe something like that to try and like, you know, lift yeah, up, Yeah, yeah. you know, but like, no, no, no. He'd it's rather just preach. like some both sides is um bullshit. You know, oh my God, it, like, yeah. I just cannot. Oh my God. That was so fucking annoying. I, I do not think, ashamed. I mean, that Probably could ashamed. very well win best picture at the Oscars. But... Oh, why? Uh, I don't know. God, we can't. I don't. Honestly, they may maybe they they may have ruined their chances with that speech because it was so bad. Yeah. Um. And and there's a backlash. The Oscar voters want to have a good speech. So yeah. Um. Anyway. So still not watching the don't watch a rerun. I guess of the Golden Globes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man, that was boring and bad. Uh, Yeah. But God, you know what? You know what's fun to to complain about is boring awards. and bad TV uh, awards shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I almost yeah, sure. may like them better when they're bad. It's just I know. Like it's fun, fun to, to be feel like, self-righteous about something that totally. doesn't matter. And that I had no part in creating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So we are now like thoroughly into January and shows are coming back. Things are happening. Ah, Capricorn season. <laughs> Capricorn season, i.e. good place season. The good place is back. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, speaking of Andy Samberg, um, comes also back. back. Yep. Um, yeah. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is back this week. Yes. Which I'm excited about. Um, yeah, so a I, lot. Um, so yeah, there's some fun things to watch this week. I want to a couple of things i want to watch i really have been meaning to watch the bisexual on hulu um which is intriguing to me yeah i don't know anything about this i have read a few different reviews of this show and um it's about a young woman i think she lives in ireland um and it's a UK show um, that is on Hulu. Uh, and she is, I think she's dating a woman and decides to um, break up with her and kind of get out into dating again and, you know, kind of like explores her like dating and sexual ex- uh, exploits. When does it take place? It's a current current day show. Here oh, okay. In, she joins us here in the year 2000. 19 or, or perhaps God still. help us <laughs> yeah uh, and yeah I've been meaning to watch that it's gotten some very good reviews um, I want to do that something that I don't particularly want to watch but like feel like I need to watch um, and, and am interested in watching is Surviving R. Kelly oh boy that sounds like a really heavy load yeah I I do feel like though that I I, I 
fucking hate R. Kelly, obviously. Um, he's a monster. Did you see that record sales went up? Yes. Or music sales? Like people His album like sales have increased since this show debuted. It's like, wild. Whoa, 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 everyone. Everyone has taken the wrong fucking... I mean, I always get so fucking annoyed when a Ignition comes on, like, you know, at any event or at the gym or any place where that song can just, like... You know, it's just like, who did, who put this on? Yeah, it's like, come on, we've heard it uh, enough. Just, if you want to hear it, just sing it in your head. Yeah, I mean, he still don't tell tours regularly and everything. I so, know, I mean, people pe- Hopefully oh this God. show will have an impact. I uh, Obviously, the record sales going up is not the impact that uh, any of us want it to It have. has gotten some um, other artists to, like, speak out against yeah. him. Like, um, Chance the Rapper says he regretted making music with him. Um, the rapper Black, actually, I saw something today that he was like, yeah, anyway. And yeah, um, I mean, and, and like, you know, there was, uh, interestingly, you know, John Legend talked about how they, you know, they, I, I read an interview where they were talking about how they, I mean, they did a, approach a lot of other artists to be in this, like Mary J. Blige and their folks who, who didn't want to be a part of it. Um, and so anyway, I feel like it seems... I do want to watch it. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna try and do that this week as well. What about you? What are you watching, not watching? Well, speaking of Ireland, I'm going to finish watching this show called Dairy Girls. It's this Netflix show. It takes place in 1992 or 93, um, hmm. Dairy, Northern Ireland. Um, so we can oh, have it's like, like a... Oh, it's like Dairy, like D-E-R-R-Y? Yeah, D-E-R-R-Y. yeah, okay. like London All right, Dairy. I was thinking um, like Dairy Cows, and I'm like, oh, they live... That's they're so like, funny. That's actually the I was second thinking time they're I've like done that when mentioning this show, and someone was like, "Dairy, like, <laughs> like they were kind of like dairy farm." No, um, dairy, okay. dairy girls. Yep, like um, yeah. So we can have an Ireland episode. <laughs> yeah, that uh, I'll definitely watch the bisexual <laughs> this week, and then we can, yeah, we can we can have a, a fun jaunt. Over yeah. to, over to, and with you know, you maybe it'll uh, make you fond for for Ireland again, having just been there. Oh yeah, that that great lingering sinus infection I still have from it. So <laughs> cool, yeah. bright so and cool. cheery Ireland, super cool, full of sunlight and warm temps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, not watching this week. So last night, Patricia Arquette won Best Actress in something. For this show, Escape at Donny Mora, which I, when I heard it, I was like, I was like, oh, another Irish thing. But like, it's apparently a series about um, an escape from a prison in Clinton, New York. So, or like someplace in New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, it involves like, it's based on a true story. These two uh, murderers escape from prison with the help of a female corrections officer who they're both having a relationship with. So it sounds like it's a the crazy love triangle too, which I hate love triangles. They're stressful and awful <laughs> and like emotionally annoying. And you learn something every day. Today I learned Amanda hates love triangles. Well, I just, I'm just kind of like, well, someone just, the way I, when I see a love triangle, I'm kind of like, well, someone just needs to be the bigger person here and mm-hmm. just realize that this is toxic and not good for them. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like everyone's just being bad. So anyway, um, yeah. And they escape from prison and I'm like, oh, and they're like, they just sound like not good characters and I it's also on Showtime, so I can't watch it anyway. So I'm like, easy call, I'm not watching Escape at Denimora. <laughs> I was like temporarily intrigued by Escape at Denimora. I don't know. I like 
don't really why why does a giant part of me not trust ben stiller to like handle i know i know a mass and incarceration like, plot line with a lot of uh depth and um insight <laughs> well you so should because like, he's a man yeah that too <laughs> funny men get to do serious things yeah um, yeah i thought i was like am i being unfair because like there's a really there's a lot of really shitty television out there why am i picking this one and then i was like well you know what Actually, there is a lot of good television, too, and I know for a fact I'm not going to watch this, so... Yeah. There. Yeah. I think it's good to know yourself, and uh, I will be right there with you not watching... I knew I could count on you. Yeah, not watching Escape at Danamora. Um, Also, are we going to not watch My Brilliant Friend again this week? I think I'm going to not watch it again. (laughs) It's not like a show I'm not watching, because it's not... It's Fair, not it an official not that. watching. It's not that I don't want to watch it. It's just it. that I'm not going to. I just know just that I'm not, not going to watch, watch it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because yep. I told you I looked up like the whole on Wikipedia, like right. the whole plot of all the books just to be like, does it get better? Yeah. <laughs> it does not. After that first episode, <laughs> things do not get better for these young girls or women. And I don't know if I need that. from here. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just a lot of awful things. So yeah. anyway. Fair. um okay well so i think that is it for us this week um i think so we'll be back next week um at least a hundred percent more irish next week when we we that's right yeah um so so you know come for the tv talk and and stay for the ireland gossip yeah yeah Um, we won't have anything (laughs) we won't have anything new about ireland but yeah you know yeah uh all right See All you right. next week, Amanda. Figure it Bye. See you internet. next week, figuratively. <laughs> Good night.